You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You gotta be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweet to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's messy and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What's up, big homie? How we living? Man, living large, baby, as my daddy would say, living large. Stunning like my daddy. Stunning <laughs> like my daddy. Man, I ain't heard that one in a long time. I Forgive know. me, Pastor. My marching band my played days. it this year. Did they? Oh, yeah, man. We played that thing nice and loud. But do the kids even recognize that today? Yeah, more or less. You know, good songs hang around. I think it's, it's um, you, you understand and you hear good music, but I don't think you understand the time that it was created in. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you get the music, but you don't really get the essence of the music or what it felt like. You know what I mean? And During I think that's that yeah, that's that's what a lot of that's what a lot of it is. And that's for every generation when you think about oh, it, yeah. right? I mean, I oh, love yeah. I love some of the old school stuff my parents used to groove off of. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't I wasn't in that house party when they first heard that song yeah. going yeah. on in society, you know? Yeah. I um I had to teach a class um to this group and it was on uh unconscious bias. Have you ever heard that term? Oh yeah. Okay. So I had to teach a class on that. And we're gonna we're gonna jump into that. That's gonna tie into today's topic. But um in teaching that class, we kind of brought up like I guess that topic, like talking about music and talking about the feeling that it drives. And this is this we can explore this in a later episode. I'm not going to dive too deep, but what how the conversation ended up um, going was the unconscious bias that gets created in you from the music that you heard during your upbringing. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where Mm -hmm. that's where it took us was how how this unconscious bias gets formed from from when we were we were younger but before we dive into that especially with today's topic t- tell me tell me and the people as always get us started what blew your mind all right so quote i've been um thinking a lot about my finances as i get older leaving things for my son and just doing a lot of study and then i came across this quote from warren buffett and the quote goes be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Mm. Be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And it blew my mind because, you know, like right now, if you would have told me three months ago that people would be making money off of making masks. Right. I'd have looked at you like, yo, nah, you lying. Wow. And they just found an opportunity in the most desperate times to further themselves. So they're like, and it's not being greedy. It's, it's capitalizing. We live in a capitalistic, you mm-hmm. know, we're, mm-hmm. we live in capitalism, mm-hmm. but you just go in and maximize that moment 
you're, you're stepping out there when others may have the same idea, but they're scared or they're not willing to move. And you step out there like a, just a line and just take it. <sighs> yeah. Be greedy when others are fearful. Be greedy when others are fearful. So that's, Ooh, that's, 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 like that. that's, 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 uh, that's what blew my mind this week. I heard it in two different places and I was like, yeah, we got to share this with the people. Man, that's beautiful. So, so, okay. All right. Not everybody gets exposed to that type of thinking that, that, that type of philosophy, right? Not everybody follows Warren Buffett, right? But you mentioned your son, right? And you mentioned focusing on your finances and, what you intend to leave him as part of your legacy. So I guess the question that I have then is how important is it for you to have your son be exposed to diverse groups of influence? Very important. Um, very, very important. Not even influences, but thoughts. And um, exposing them to just different ideas because I think that's how we become whole. Um, I think if we we become whole, whole. You're right, right. How we become whole? That's interesting. Kind of because kinda... it, 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 it's it's like if you only see things from one perspective, mm-hmm. one perspective. If you imagine a circle, imagine you're in a room and it's a circular room and everybody's on this one half of the room. Mm-hmm. With no diversity, nothing changes, everybody. You miss what's on the other side of that half. So that's why I say, like, with diversity, diversity in culture, diversity in thought, you become whole. Because mm-hmm. it, it, you, 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 there's, there's more than what we see right in front of us and right here in our little inner circle. And um, there's value in diversity, in my opinion. Um, nothing, nothing ever comes... I mean, you, you can't maximize nothing from one perspective. I'll just put it that way. And that's just, again, my personal opinion. But you can't maximize things from one perspective. You need you, multiple perspectives. Have you always had that outlook? No. I figured okay. that out. I've, 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 re, I've realized it probably in the last two or three years about the importance of diversity and um, being in melting pots. You know, just something as simple as like in Orlando, you know, we may be hanging around with a group of 10 people that are all black, but you got one that's Jamaican, one that's Panamanian, one from Barbados, one from mm-hmm. IT, you know? So now you have all these different flavors right here where we're not really, we may look all alike, but we're all very different. And mm-hmm. all of that plays a role in who we are and who we've become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I recognized it early on because I was smart. I was the responsible one out of the, the group, right? One. You know, my mom, my <laughs> mom expected us to do well in school, plain and simple. So what that did for me was that put me in higher level classes. I, mm-hmm. In elementary school in the third grade, went down for math to the fourth grade class and learned fourth grade math. Mm-hmm. That translated into high school was I went to a law magnet high school because I started a study. I wanted to study early on law. My intention was to play in the NFL and be a lawyer. At that time, I thought I was the first person to ever think of this. Right. I was going to be the only person to do this. <laughs> Talk about perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, but that put me that put me in 
opportunities to run with diverse people. So I would yeah. go to class in high school and I would be in honors class and law magnet classes, but I also played on the football team and yeah. basketball and ran track. And so I'm with the, the jocks and I'm with the nerds. And I remember some of the, some of the guys, our friends who we used to run with, you know, I would be, we would be passing people in the hall, guys, kids that might've been bullied by, you know, some of these other kids, but yeah. I'm speaking to them because I know them. I sit next to them in class every yeah. day, you yeah. know, and, and I've always appreciated, like to use your word, that wholeness. I the wholeness, exactly. What that created for me, it created wholeness. It created uh, perspective. It created diversity in me. And it, it, it raised that, that value system in me. Yeah. Early to know that this was something I wanted my kids to be exposed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so my son, um, we're working on it. Um, that's one of the harder things about living in Auburn. Um, I love it. Great college town, but there's not much diversity here. Um, so that's something that we, we struggle with. Um, but you know, you find ways. But definitely just, just just ways of thinking. I want to diversify his ways of thinking. You know, teach him something different that I was never taught. Like, he's not going to be 35 and learning about three different types of income. We're going to learn that at like 10. You know? And we're going to travel. We're going to see the world. We're going to do all this stuff so we can, you know, diversify his mind state. My dad was big on that. My dad, early on, I remember him telling stories about him and my mom traveling. They went to Cali, they went to Denver. And my mom was born and raised in Florida, a uh, small town, hadn't really, you know, left left the city or area around central Florida. But my dad, he had an opportunity to serve in the military and got to travel and, and therefore got exposed to um, different cultures, different backgrounds, different people. And so I had the balance of, my dad contributing and pushing in our lives, go, go see something different, go, go travel. Don't be afraid to kind of get out of it and step out of your comfort zone. And my mom uh, showing us and pushing excellence and expectation in us so that we would create the opportunity to go do those things that we, that he wanted. He, gotcha. he gave us the dream. She gave us the process. The process. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. That's you dope. know, when looking back, you know, I realized that that's, that's the dynamic that I had working for me, you know, in my favor and what, how it's made me and shaped me to be who I am, which then in turn now I want to give that to my children. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My dad, my dad is, is, crazy as he can be sometimes. I also say he's borderline genius. My dad used to always say, how do you know what the sand is like in another sandbox until you go play in it? Which mm -hmm. growing up, I didn't necessarily understand what that means. But as I got older, and especially as I had kids, I wanted them to broaden their horizons. I wanted them to diversify their, their circles. I mean, I tell people all the time, I mean, your nationality, Shane's or Nelsia's nationality, where y'all from? It's not the same place where I'm from. You know, I, I, I was trying to tell tell my wife, tell Tasha, you know, I said, growing up for me, hanging out with Shane and Nelsie, I would go to Nelsie's house and they're speaking Spanish over there, full blown, talking to her grandma. I go to Shane's house and they're speaking uh, uh, 
uh, Jamaican broken. I don't even know if it's called broken English, but I'm struggling at first trying to understand what people are saying. And then all of a sudden people break out laughing and I'm the only one not laughing. <laughs> so, so there were a couple of times, by the way, that I used to just giggle out loud when y'all would laugh and pretend I knew what everybody said and I had no idea. It's <laughs> good times, man. No idea. <laughs> I did that a lot while I was working on my doctorate at conferences. So it's all the same. <laughs> but you know what? I did I did pick up an ear later. And let me tell you, let me tell you how stuff comes full circle. Let me tell you, hanging out with y'all, and then yeah. you think about from middle school, one of my one of my best friends in middle school was Puerto Rican. So they used to always speak Spanish and, and the way that they spoke English is different than the way like Nelsia and her her family being from Panama, right? It's a whole different, different accent. I get into logistics as an adult and I'm dealing with carriers and drivers who are from all these different nationalities and backgrounds and these accents. And guess what it helped me do? You go, you know how to interact, you know how to relate. And that, man, that's, I, I bruh. And, and, that, and that actually leads me to my next question. You would never imagine how important diversity is. Oh my gosh. And I was about to say, I was literally, my next question was about to be, what do you think is more important to run in a circle where everybody's like-minded or to run in a circle where everybody's thinking different, looking different, acting different, and there's diversity? Where do you think the most growth can be? Ooh. Ooh. That's which is more important. Where everybody's like-minded, iron sharpens iron, or where everybody thinks different. Or is different. So you learn, like you said, you 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 interact better with people that you work with now because of the experiences of coming, dealing, and being around people from different cultural backgrounds. So I I value diversity at a high level, and to give an, give you an example, you know, being you know born and raised in Florida, it's the melting pot. There's so many different backgrounds. Then I for college, I go to Kentucky where. It, there is the complete opposite. There's a lack of diversity there, yeah. you know. Uh, how it is where I am now, and one of my um, struggles with, you know, um, being in Auburn is there's there's really no diversity at all. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I'm there's, yeah, there's just no diversity. Yeah. Um, so part of why when I was living in Ohio, part of why I moved back to Florida is because. Ohio itself is similar to Kentucky when there's a lack of diversity, in my opinion, compared to Florida. And I wanted my kids and I thought that my family had a much better opportunity to be around diverse backgrounds than mm -hmm. staying in the same circle of where they were born and raised. Because a lot of people in that area, like Cincinnati, wherever they grew up, they were born and raised. Are, it's the same place they live as an adult. The same friends they had in elementary school are typically the same friends they got as adults, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you, in that instance, have people of like-mindedness, um, like ideals, similar backgrounds cut from similar cloths. But I don't think that it pushes people and exposes people enough like diversity does. So I would probably place more emphasis and value on having people of diverse backgrounds because I now get to learn about different cultures, things that you like to eat. I didn't know what Aki and Sawfish was and, and King 
until I met you. Till that time, you know, yeah, randomly yeah. we're riding in the car, and you said, "Man, I gotta taste some ackee and sawfish." And I'm like, "What did you just say? Some ackee and sawfish? What? Say that one more time." You know, like we go get a Jamaican beef patty, and guess what I get to do then later in life? I get to expose my wife and my kids to a Jamaican beef patty. We go to Jamaica, my wife and I, for the first time, and guess what they have on the menu? Aki and sawfish. There you go. Rice and peas. And if we're in this moment where, you know what, we're in this strange area, this strange land, and this food seems strange because we've never heard of it, it was nice to be able to say, oh, babe, that's good. That's safe. Try that. Mm -hmm. I get to be... I get to be full-fledged in the role that my wife needs me to be, which is the protector, to tell her things are safe because I've gone ahead and explored like our forefathers have done, came back and blaze, you know, after blazing the trail and saying, hey, I already overcame the challenges for us. I cleared us a path. This is good. You're good. Come on. Come with me. Yeah. Follow me. So I would place more value on having a diverse group because as Grant Cardone says, your network is your net worth. And by all of those diverse backgrounds being connected to me, I can reach to one of those networks and backgrounds to say, hey, I'm not familiar with this. What do you know about it? Can you teach me? Can you help me? Mm -hmm. What about you? Where do you place more value? Uh, well, you know, the question, and I, and I guess I'm going to mix it up a little bit as I heard you speak. You can find your key values in people in diverse settings, in people from diverse settings. So I don't, I don't, I don't know that they have to necessarily be separate. I think there, there's equal value in both. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense? Yes, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. If that makes any sense? Like, you know, I, I think hard work is hard work. Loyalty is loyalty. You know, you'll have Jamaicans that are loyalty. You're loyal. You'll have Haitians that are loyal. So yeah. if you if you are in that environment and you and you're able, I think I, I would say diversity is very important. Diversity is very important. And within that diversity, you also try to find like minded people. It, it all it will all clean. Because I think at the end of the day, the, the relationships that we maintain are typically the ones where people are like minded. Do we disagree with that? No, I would agree. I would agree, but I think it goes back to your your point too of what's the value add, and I think the diversity is it helps to foster that value add, in my gotcha. opinion. So in that case, I guess I would rather be in a diverse situation because at the end of the day, I'm going to gravitate to those where those values kick in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like minded likeness is good. There's nothing wrong with it, but um, if we're looking for growth. Diversity in thought, diversity in culture um, is a necessity. And, and I mean, I guess I'll ask again, do they have to be separate? They don't have to be separate. And, and, and I definitely didn't want to convey that. I didn't mean to convey that they should be separate or that they are separate. But I think if you had to itemize them out and, and place value one versus the other, if I gotcha. had to pick, I would pick diversity over like-mindedness because even even if we don't have the same ideals we can engage in conversation and our diversity could open us up 
it could open us up to to new ideas and in essence get on the same page right you may influence me to now believe what you believe and expose me to some stuff that i i would have never been exposed to just because of the diverse background i think exposure is the most important value add because Mm -hmm. when people get exposed to new ideas new experiences it opens them up to think in a way that they had never thought before. It's a new perspective. It's, it's this thing. uh, I don't know if I've ever shared it with you or if I talk about it in, in one of the other episodes, but it's called taking the trip, right? So imagine the world you got your, you're on your side of the world. I'm on my side of the world. You believe the sky is blue and the grass is green. I believe that the sky is green and the grass is blue. Well, The only way, the only real way to get you to believe what I believe is to first make myself vulnerable by taking the trip to your side of the world to learn what you do and why you do it. You're exposing me to what you do and why you do it It opens me up to perspective because oftentimes in our selfishness, we think we're right and we think our opinion is the only opinion that matters. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so once we get exposed to the full spectrum, after I take the trip to your side of the world, I then invite you to my side of the world. You're more willing to hear my idea and my perspective before we make a decision on how do we move forward. And in that exposure of those new ideas, I think it sparks more creativity amongst everybody, whether we are mm-hmm. of the same mindset like ideals. I think it, it, it sparks more creativity. Well, I would have to say, um, I think, yeah, diversity is uh, more important. Um, yeah, that exposure is paramount. Yeah. That, sure. that exposure is, is definitely um, paramount. And uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it differently. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. That was, yeah. that was great. So we hit values. We hit diversity. We talked about uh, friendship. What's the nugget and takeaway? I think it's this. I think you have to look at your circles. You have to look at your circles. As you are with friends and you find yourself with people that you've been friends with and stayed connected to for so long that it's hard for you to even imagine yourself not being friends with them or not being connected with them. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to grow and you're trying to get them to grow with you and it seems like the people in your circle are not willing to change, right? If you can't change the people around you, then you need to change the people around you. Mm. Explain that a little bit more. I think I get it. You and I have been friends for so long. We have never had an argument or disagreement or falling out. We've always Mm -hmm. been focused on forward and growth and pushing one another. I think the day that I recognize after so many attempts of trying to get you to move forward that you are not going to move forward, you no longer have a desire to push and accomplish and be driven like I know you to be in order to Mm -hmm. what you want. I can't change you. Then it's time for me to change my circle. I got to replace you. Gotcha. 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 I got you. That makes makes a lot of sense. That's why, you know, they say if you can't change the people around you, you can't change. You got to change the people around you. You know, you're not going to cross the finish line with every friend that you started out with. And you got to be accepting of that when that time comes. Mm -hmm. 
and, and there's no there's no harm, no foul. No. It can't yeah, be. There's no harm, no foul. Nah, it's, 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 it's a natural progression of life. Like, it's, it's stagnation or do we want to move forward? Yeah. Relationships um, change because people change over time. And I think that that's, that's the, the shocker for people. It's a shock to the system. They think that this person is going to be that way all of their life. Marriages is like that. You think that the person that you met when you were young and in love and immature and thought that you knew how the world operated, fast forward 10 years, you can't expect that person to still be that way. If they are and you're okay with that, then there's something wrong with you. You ain't never told no lie. I think that's my nugget, man. Change the people around you. Try to change the people around you. And if you can't, then change the people around you and be okay with that. Mm, That's good. What about you? Any other nuggets? Any other takeaways? Nah, my nugget is um, change the people around you. And if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. If I said it right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. <laughs> yep, you got it right. <laughs> okay. Good, good. You got good. it right. Hey, for the ones who didn't get it, man, that them the ones that's probably going to get changed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let me know. If, look, look, if you a friend of mine and you ain't get that, shoot me a text and let me know so I know to change and replace you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. <laughs> I, I think... um. I think we done hit it and um we done we done tied this bow. I'm looking forward to this journey. Yeah, man. Like uh, it it you know, we're we're doing the podcast and, and people are listening. What's the goal of the podcast? Goal of the podcast is is this. Uh as we talked about have being around people of like mindedness, like ideals, uh cut from the same cloth. I believe that as a society, we are all cut from the same cloth of we want to do better for ourselves. We all have ideas. We have these things that we want to do, these dreams. But life happens and you can't stop life from happening. It's going to forever throw you curveballs and it's going to be filled with peaks and valleys. But I think in all the things that we want to do, very few people actually take action. You know, they talk about the most successful people in the world are the one percenters. There's one percent of the people in the world who consistently take action on their ideas. And the hardest part about action is taking the first step in whatever it is that you want to do. And so the purpose of this podcast is to give people the confidence to encourage our listeners and the people that are connected to our listeners to say, you know what? For a long time, I've had this idea or this desire to do something, to do this thing. I'm going to be about it. I'm going to finally be about it. Well, well, that's that's it, folks. We hope that you you get everything that we're trying to share and that somehow this can help you in your pursuits. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Just be about it. Take action, man. Don't just talk. If you like what you hear and need a little bit more motivation, please be sure to check out the Purpose Addicts podcast. You can find us at Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic, and Overcast. All right? Get the podcast and be motivated. Peace. All right, man. That's good dialogue.
let, let's let's close this bad boy out. Let's 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 give the quote of the day. Food for thought. Today I'm gonna take a Bible verse, Corinthians 15:33. It says, evil company corrupts good habits. Evil company corrupts good habits. And excuse me, it's first Corinthians 15:33. And, you know, in having this conversation about diversity and your circles, um, I think this particular verse, this quote is so fitting that evil company corrupts good habits. We have to be careful about the circles we run in, the influences we allow into our lives, into our families' lives. And it's not just about letting evil in. I think you have to be careful that iron is truly sharpening iron, that you are constantly being pushed and challenged to be better tomorrow than you were today. Evil company absolutely corrupts good habits. You could be on your way doing everything the right way. And because you were open, uh, too open to allowing yourself uh, to be influenced by people, it can stop your progress. Don't let nothing ever stop your progress, baby. Nothing stops your progress. So be careful of the circles you run in. But at the same time, when you find a pack, when you find a group, and that group may just be you and one other person, mm-hmm. make sure you push each other to the finish line. Don't let one finish without the other. So again, we thank you. We love you. Keep rocking with us. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show. Like it, share it. Let's get some more people a part of this movement, baby. We're creating purpose addicts, people who are addicted to living out their purpose. Have a great one. I'm winning for